The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Some Central Virginia school officials say they were taken by surprise on Friday when the Virginia Department of Education released new model policies on the treatment of transgender students. Patrick Larson spoke with Chesterfield School Board member Dot Heffron. Chesterfield County Public Schools adopted gender-affirming policies in summer 2021. Heffron says it's gone smoothly, apart from an initial backlash. You know, I think, I mean, I truly haven't heard anything negative or positive. It's all just been very, um, like I said, it's almost a non-issue. Under the state's new guidelines, parents must request in writing that a school recognize their child as transgender. Chesterfield's current guidelines leave that in the students' hands in most cases. Heffron says the new policies politicize schools and distract from the work of educating students. Representatives for the Hanover County School Board, which passed a restrictive bathroom access policy last month, did not respond to a request for comment by press time. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Last week, a 15-year-old Richmond girl was shot and killed, caught in the crossfire while walking to the store with friends. Community members marched on Sunday afternoon from the Greater Mount Moriah Baptist Church to the John Marshall Court Building to call for the gun violence to stop. Megan Polly reports. Save our children! Stop the killing! Stop the killing! There have been more young people killed in Richmond over the last couple of years than anywhere else in Virginia. That includes Ricky Johnson's 15-year-old cousin, Tynesha Humphrey who was shot right across the street from the church where the march started on Sunday, right down the street from Gilpin Court. She was an innocent person just trying to go to the store. You know, a jolly soul, scholar student in school. And because of one person's bad decision, it has changed my family life and this community life forever. Johnson is angry, as he says everyone in Richmond should be. And he wants to do something personally to stop the gun violence. He's in the process of purchasing a real casket that he plans to move around to different street corners in the city. And we're going to have people stand guard and say, is this the image that you want to see? Because it will continue to happen if if change is not made. Johnson says change starts with self-respect. Megan Pauley, VPM News. Richmond Police Chief Gerald Smith is continuing a series of community conversations he says are intended to rebuild community trust, according to NBC12. The talks come amid fallout from an alleged mass shooting plot on July 4th. Smith claimed the incident was going to take place at Dogwood Dell. Richmond police arrested two men and confiscated several guns after receiving a tip from a, quote, hero citizen. But details about the alleged plot came under scrutiny following a July 6th press conference. Smith says he plans to use these conversations to better inform the public about the investigation. The conversations will take place at 6.30 p.m. this week at MLK Middle School on Wednesday and Barack Obama Middle School on Thursday. A telephone town hall will also take place on September 27th. Most development in Richmond is approved without much controversy. 
That's not the case for two pieces of land, one big and one small. Jad Khalil has more. Richmond's Planning Commission sent two development proposals back to an advisory body at their meeting on Monday. One project was for temporary landscaping at the former site of the Robert E. Lee Monument. How Richmonders will be able to gather there, like they did in 2020, is a major question. Another concerns the construction of a new George Wythe High School. That high school was the subject of a long-term political fight between city officials and the Richmond School Board. Earlier this month, the Urban Design Committee was unable to meet after they failed to make a quorum. Members were supposed to make recommendations on projects to the Planning Commission. Now, they'll get another crack at it. The Urban Design Committee is scheduled to meet again on September 29th. Jad Khalil, VPM News. The interim increase in energy bills for Dominion customers has been extended through June 2023 due to last year's high cost of fuel. The over 12% increase, which equals almost $15 a month for a typical residential customer, first took effect in July, reports the Richmond Times-Dispatch. The increase stems from what's called a fuel factor rider. This means that Dominion passes on the cost to consumers what the company pays for when it buys natural gas and coal. An official from the State Corporation Commission, which ruled in favor of maintaining the increase, said they must follow the laws applicable in this case. Part of the funds collected from the increase will cover some of the $1 billion shortfall between what the utility collected from its fuel factor rider last fiscal year. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.